Hi there, welcome to the Life Hack Show. Life is full of limitations. Learn how to break free and live your best life. Join me, Ali Kramer, Content Director of Life Hack, as I interview the top experts in the self-improvement sphere for advice on how to make life more enjoyable, no matter who you are. If you're looking for insight on how to overcome any obstacle, this podcast is made for you. Today, I'll be speaking with Joseph Wilner, licensed clinical psychotherapist and certified life coach, about finding and fulfilling your own dreams in life. Joseph blends his passion of music and psychology to help people live a more intentional and meaningful life. He believes everyone has a calling where their passions and strengths converge to create a successful life of contribution and significance. Hi, Joseph. Thank you for joining us today. Allie, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, this is a cool topic to cover. Yeah, it's a big topic, but hopefully we can make it more uh, real-world applicable idea for people. Yeah, exactly. It is a big topic, but it's like one that's always on people's minds. You know, am I following my dream? Did I live my life accordingly? Um, For sure. Yeah, yeah. So one thing I want to start out with, um, given the fact that you teach others how to find and attain their calling, right? Like that's um, kind of your specialty. And along with being a drummer, do you see this uh, effort as being part of your own calling in life? Like my, my own calling is to teach others how to find their calling. Yeah. So, well, I mean, my, my story sort of has some different threads of, you know, numerous things combined where I, you know, was into music and drumming as a youth um, and then went more of a traditional route and, you know, got educated and went to mm-hmm. college, uh, you know, formal education so I could uh, become a therapist um, and then got into the life coaching side. And then kind of music came back around where I, I recognized how much I was missing that and also um, starting to realize how much what I, of what I was doing was more what I thought I should do. Hmm. And started to really open up and embrace that, you know, drums was a huge passion of mine and a, and a dream that I had that I could still pursue and, and move forward with that. And so um, through doing that myself, it, it helped me really connect with the reality that a lot of people out there are in a similar position that I could connect with. And since I was coaching already, I really started to reach out to people and um, created a platform more geared towards that, um, that idea of helping people really step into being their authentic self and um, living a more purposeful and meaningful life that, you know, often includes doing something they've always wanted to do or um, creating something they wanted to create. And so uh, I definitely would say that that's, part of my calling more the, the bigger picture of helping people and wanting to help people heal and um, reach more closer to, you know, what their purpose is, which ultimately I think has a ripple effect, right? If mm-hmm. uh, I help someone pursue their dream or pursue something that, you know, a vocation that really, really they connect with, obviously they're probably talented at that and engaged in that and going to be able to, to serve the surrounding world that they're they're in with that talent. So um, yeah, so I would definitely say part of my calling is to one way or the other, I really want to make a difference. And I think a lot of the people that I work with connect with that. Yeah, you mentioned talent. And I think a lot of people just kind of, they don't necessarily fo- like follow that cue that a talent could be a really great opportunity for them to pursue their dreams. So when you were, um, I'm going to skip back to your story, when you were pursuing the, the therapy route, did you put drumming on hold? Did you find that you just didn't have enough time to do it necessarily? Or was that something you worked into your life? Yeah. Uh, so very off and on, there was probably a year through, it was like a, a year or so through college where I kept playing drums and like kind of got into it more. But ultimately, it, uh, it, w- it was no longer the priority that it had been. And so I would say it took a backseat. I definitely was always into it and 
occasionally, you know, um, still was involved in music and drumming in different ways, but it definitely wasn't something where I was like, Oh, this is truly a craft that I want to commit to and get better at and practice and mm-hmm. cultivate consistently. It was more just a thing. It was a hobby. Um, and I, I think to me, I, it was a hobby that I still enjoyed, but the fulfillment that comes from really committing to that and focusing on that and actually seeing tangible results and getting better and um, even being able to monetize that craft uh-huh. um, as much as I can, right? That, that, that's a different level of fulfillment from that and really engaging sure. in passion. But sure, it, it did take a backseat. It was kind of like, oh, that's just a thing I'll do when I have time, but really focused on, you know, getting this license and pursuing that, that route. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's interesting too, how you talk about the monetization of it. I think a lot of people can say, oh, sure, I can work in my passion, but it's always just going to be a hobby or um, something that is kind of taking a backseat, like you're saying. Yeah. I mean, and and again, I I think that should never be a reason not to do something or not to Mm -hmm. prioritize. I think if we're resourceful, there's a lot of ways to, um, to hopefully, you know, create more income if, if that's something we need to do in the, in, you know, on our journey or if we're changing directions, but um, yeah. And, and I wouldn't say that was a must for me, but it was definitely something that helped me for whatever reason, whatever resistance or, um, you know, limiting beliefs there were, where, you know, if I'm not getting paid for something, it's not, you know, it's, I'm an imposter. Or it's just something I'm doing. As yeah. a hobby. I think it, it did help whenever I can get paid for drumming or can, engage in something where it feels like it's more of a profession. Um, it, you know, it helps you feel like this is legit in one way or the another. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I don't want to like, I mean, obviously I want to get into the following your own dreams <laughs> part of your career, but I'm really curious, um, about this, this drumming. I, I love it because, um, there's just so many people that I probably can relate to you. So I, I know that you said, um, you wanted to become a professional drummer, but back in the day, you, you didn't believe your dream was possible. What helped you kind of overcome this mindset? I'm sure it was a lot of things. Sure. Well, I, would, I will say when I was like 14 or 15, I did believe that I could do it. Awesome. <laughs> um, and then as I went through life and things happened and had my own ups and downs and, uh, you know, sort of had to really think more about what's next in my life and what do I want to do? And, you know, people start to, to kind of, you know, point you in a direction of, well, you know, what, what are you going to do for your career? What's a feasible career? What's realistic uh-huh. that I, um, you know, I, I recognize, no, I guess, you know, that would the linear path to success would be going to college and doing the best I can in that. And then getting into some kind of profession that I care about. And I really do care about psychology and, mm-hmm. and counseling people. It's definitely a big part of my mission in life. Um, but, you know, I, I would say as I went through all that and went through grad school and then eventually started working in like a private practice, seeing people uh, as a therapist and, and doing that career, I stepped back and was able to say, okay, well, I've done this. This is, you know, I'm doing this thing that is the, um, you know, practical or um, more, more traditional successful thing to do. And it, and I had a chance to step back and really um, ask myself, you know, like what's, what would be next or what would be the thing that I would incorporate into this that really would make me feel more alive or really, um, you know, if I, if I was going to be honest about what I wanted to do instead of what I was supposed to do, what would be fun or, you know, yeah. what ultimately wouldn't I be ashamed to express to people if I was really being honest, it would have been, yeah, being a drummer still. And so yeah. um, luckily at that time, part of that catalyst was a group that was starting a band that was, you know, very 
ambitious and had a really exciting vision that I was able to connect with. And so that, that helps be a catalyst for me to commit to that and commit to that craft. Yeah, that's really cool. So working with your, your therapy clients, um, did it help you like while you heard individual stories and the limitations that they were facing and kind of talking them through that process and helping them um, achieve betterment in their life? Did that, did that help you at all come to this conclusion about drumming? Um, I think it depends. Sometimes, you know, I'll meet with people who, who definitely are um, settling in life, I guess you could mm -hmm. say. And, and not, I, mean, I think a calling, first off, I want to make sure to be clear that, you know, ultimately the goal is just to find meaning today in whatever mm -hmm. I'm doing, right? That every calling and contribution matters, no matter how big or small. And I think um, the word calling can be kind of a big, you know, esoteric, profound idea, but really um, a calling can be something very small, but very important. Oh, I love that. So, yeah. And I think that, and I think that's crucial for people to connect with, right? It's not like you have to go try to be a the world. <laughs> yeah, professional athlete or try to, right. um, yeah, be like, you know, I think it's just kind of stepping back and really connecting with the idea of how can I create a more satisfying, fulfilling life and really, really opening up to possibilities of what would that be? Like, even if I've kind of closed the door on something, um, you know, what are the things that I used to love and enjoy and being open to explore those things and get engaged in some of those things again. And so when I meet with people in, in therapy, for instance, or even obviously as a, in a coaching capacity, right. really, really the goal becomes helping them just be honest about really what, what they want. And, um, you know, if, if they are settling, helping them try to embrace more of their interests and who they are and what their values and unique <clears throat> personality is. Um, and to come back to your question, sure, I think that definitely helps me recognize, yeah, that's important in life. And to, mm -hmm. to do that myself is, um, you know, I would definitely want to walk the walk. And if, if, I'm, feeling, if I'm feeling that, uh, you know, sense of life's being mundane or just not really connected to my, to my path in life, right, I'm not going to be able to serve others very well in that. So. <laughs> right, right, right. Absolutely. So let's talk more about how you help others do that. I think you had a nice kind of introduction on, on um, what you do with your life coaching. Um, do you have any advice to share with our audience about finding and fulfilling their own dreams in life? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I guess the, the best way to lay it out, you know, and this is similar to like a career counseling, career coaching sort of philosophy, but I think it, <clears throat> without getting it's easy to talk about calling and in the sense of, you know, you have to dream and use your imagination and visualize and, you know, we can get into more of the, the mystical <laughs> stuff at some point, but ultimately I think it comes down to really a blend of three things if people are wanting to get more clarity. And so first off, clarity is important. Mm. Um, sometimes when I work with people, they already have an idea of what they want and it's a matter of helping them, helping them implement that and gaining confidence and gaining the skill set that they need for that. But on the other hand, it's sometimes people aren't really sure. They just know they're sort of stuck or they feel stuck. They, um, they're just kind of confused and they, they just know they're not really doing or in a position they want to be in. And so helping them gain clarity. And, and so, um, you know, three ways you could look at that are essentially, what do I care about? You know, and so really getting into people's values. What's most important? What really do I care about? What matters to me? Mm -hmm. And I think anybody... Um, you know, that, you, that steps back, they may not be connecting with it from a career perspective, but they care about something. Things really 
fire them up, things really even frustrate and anger them about the world. There's things they care about that matter to them. And so what do I care about? Um, what do I enjoy doing? Right? So what am I interested in? What am I passionate about? What are things that I, that simply, I, if, if I didn't get paid, I'd do them anyway. Right. I think that's kind of a, a trite notion. Right. But ultimately there's some truth to that. I mean, it'd be great if we can get paid to do those kind of things. Sure. But if, not, if nothing else, how can I step closer to bringing that into my life more? Right. Cause the goal to me is life satisfaction. Mm -hmm. And so what do I enjoy doing? And then lastly, what am I good at? And essentially what do I have the capacity to do? Where do I have a skill set that I can cultivate further and use that? And this is an area though, as we talked about and mentioned talent earlier, I think it's important for people to recognize no one's born with a certain level of talent. I think we maybe have some predispositions, but ultimately talent is cultivated and grown and skill sets are developed. Mm -hmm. And so I, I always want people to be aware that if there's a skill set lacking, that's definitely not a reason to hold back. That's just an area of obviously improving that weakness and growing that area. And definitely a, a for, a, an aspect of coaching, right? Is, well, if you need to build a skill set, that's part of the process. That's part of the ultimately the, the plan and goal that, that we put in place. But those three things, which basically come down to values, interests, um, and skill set, that you can kind of put those in a Venn diagram of sorts and see where they overlap. And is there an area that kind of connects with all of those in your life that you could, you know, just be open to exploring and looking into and seeing what's possible with those areas. Yeah, that's really great advice. So essentially our listeners could just grab a piece of paper and a pen and start listing their values, their interests. And um, what was the other one? <laughs> yeah. So values, interests, and, uh, and then skills. Skill set, right. Yeah. And, and like you're saying, kind of, figure out where they overlap um, in the Venn diagram, and then that should give them more clarity on what their purpose would be. Sure. It can give them definitely a starting place to kind of recognize, you know, like there's different words for it, right? Like your authentic swing, mm. uh, you know, the sweet spot or I don't know, whatever, like all these mm -hmm. words that people use of like, it's kind of maybe something that it's kind of your thing, right? It's like, I, I care about this. I tend to have a predisposition to, to do well at this most likely. Um, and it really matters to me. And so there's something in there that you as an individual are probably meant to do with that, right? You have your own unique gift and unique way of taking that, uh, that capacity and that, uh, that idea and doing something that can hopefully, whether it's make a living, but, you know, live a, live a life worth living for yourself and hopefully help others in the process. Yeah, that's great. So do you find it difficult to balance, um, kind of your two passions of helping others and drumming? Well, so drumming has come and gone in different ways. So I taught drum lessons for a while. I'll play in cover oh, that's band. that's nice. Cool. I'll, I'll, I play still in a band called Yes You Are. And, and that comes and goes, like, you know, just depends on how busy we are. Um, but regardless, like I try to cultivate that craft my, myself and continue to get better and work on that and knowing that's, that's always going to be a part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately, you know, where I'm being called to next is to bring music into speaking and to, to talk to youth about confidence and character traits and mental health. And so, you know, I, I think our calling is definitely an evolving dynamic thing. It's definitely not like, here's my calling, yeah. you know, this linear thing. It's more of in the moment, like in this season of life, what am I being called towards? Mm -hmm. I think that changes for people. So five years ago, when I was called to music, that's still a part of my life. but really 
my calling now is shifting more towards, I really am starting to get more into how do I, um, how do I work with youth and help them uh, become thriving adults and uh, contributing members of society and, and help, help them do that. And so that's sort of my next uh, part of my mission is I want to blend music with speaking and, and talk to kids and youth about those things and help them understand in their own life, right. That, um, you know, bring this, bring similar concepts of that there's something they're meant to do and to build the confidence to do that and the skills to do that. Right. Right. It's great that you have kind of an opportunity mindset with this too. I love the, I mean, it's, it's like what you're saying, like life is not stagnant. So therefore your purpose in life couldn't be stagnant. Mm. Um, and it's always evolving and changing. I think that's really great. What, so to kind of relate a little bit more to maybe some listeners who are like, oh, this is great. This guy <laughs> can fulfill his dreams and, and <sighs> do so, but I have all these limitations or, or challenges. Could you talk about some challenges or setbacks that you faced in your own quests to fulfill your dreams? Yeah. I mean, I think ultimately there's always going to be resistance first and foremost mm-hmm. and, and to not expect otherwise. So even if, you really, really care about something and you're really interested in it and even good at it, um, there might be resistance, whether that's just simply to take it past your, um, you know, your, your own upper limit where you think you can go to kind of move past that takes courage and takes a willingness to step out of your comfort zone. Or if it's simply just limiting beliefs that someone might have, right? Or a fear that someone might have of, well, even though that's the case that I like these things and it's a part of my life, you know, the, the, the imposter syndrome, I think, is a big one for me that I struggled with, uh-huh. right? Because I'm not the best drummer. There's, you know, I, I'm not formally trained from some university like a lot of musicians would be, right? And so, you know, when I was teaching drum lessons for a while, I was teaching drum lessons alongside these students that were getting a, a master's degree in their instrument. And I was uh-huh. more of this self-taught, you know, rock and roll garage rock guy. Yeah. And so it's like, so I just had to kind of embrace like, well, that's not me. What's my what's my authentic way of connecting with this instrument and my, um, you know, my personal story and kind of trying to move away from that comparison game. I think. Wonderful. Um, yeah. helped me. It's not easy without a doubt. Like it's still no. hard to put, my, to put ourselves out there, to put myself out there. Um, but, but ultimately, I mean, I think that's a big one, right? Is if you can recognize there's going to be resistance, whatever that resistance is for, for somebody and where that stems from, um, you know, is, is going to be subjective, but, but ultimately recognizing that, right? Like, Hey, mm-hmm. I'm going to be pushing and, and, and stretching my comfort zone. And so it's going to take some courage. It's going to take some growth, a growth mindset to, to continue to get better where I'm not, uh, where I have weaknesses and I'm not uh, as capable as I need to be yet and becoming yeah. the person I need to be. Right. Like when it comes right. down to it, we forget about that. It's all about, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go out and hustle and do these things. And we forget to step back and, focus on the person that we actually need to become mm-hmm. to get there. Right. And so there's a level of personal growth involved. Yeah. That's really great to, to kind of summarize all of that because change is very scary um, for most of us. <laughs> and especially when you're thinking about your, your life and how it, you know, paying your bills and such. So many people just kind of settle into this idea that they have to work an unhappy career until retirement. Um, but what you teach with your life coaching is that, that that's not necessarily true at all. And they can do, they can kind of do both. Yeah. And I, I like the both and perspective because it is easy to view a change or a career change or life transition as it's sort of, 
an upheaval of everything that I've created, all of my foundation of life. In order to change, I have to, you know, start from scratch. But really, there's a lot of ways to um, to get started and take action and just do the next best thing and start to obviously change some habits to mm-hmm. to move in that direction without you know having to move out of your comfort zone towards a crisis point, right? It's like, you know, you got to stretch your comfort zone and change a little, but you don't have to, um, you don't have to be a starving artist, for instance, right? And I think they're, they're in life. Yeah, great example. If I'm going to do this, then, you know, the, the examples that maybe people have are that the person that, uh, you know, burned the ships and was stuck on the island. So they had no choice, right? It's like, no, you can, you can have a backup plan. You can have a plan B. I don't, I personally don't think, that has to limit someone's motivation to have a practical path alongside, you know, your passions and maybe pursuing a dream. Yeah, absolutely. It's so linear how it's like drilled into our mind. Like you go to college and become a profession and you stay that profession until retirement, but there's so many different paths to take that keep you aligned with what you're doing and your interests. Um, And it doesn't have to be so linear. It can be any shape (laughs) that you want to make it. Totally. Yeah. Definitely room to pivot. And if nothing else, just, you know, expand yourself, become more of a leader. If, if that's even what it is for people, I think sometimes it's just, they've reached their ceiling of growth and they're, they're not challenged anymore. And I think sometimes that's what people need. Yeah. So they're, they're kind of bored. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So um, thank you. This is all great. How can our listeners find out more about your life coaching services or anything else that you have to offer them <laughs> as far as yeah. how to follow their own dreams? For sure. Yeah. Uh, well, so um, there's a community I put together to specifically for the, you know, helping people pursue a dream and have resources for that. And it's called You Have a Calling. So they can go to youhaveacalling.com and there's some free resources they can sign up for to kind of help them gain clarity, help them. Uh, bolster a sense of you know resilience that you know to get through the ups and downs and then you can uh, visit me at joewilner.com which is just my personal website with just some more general information um, on connecting and and working together in different capacities great awesome this is all excellent advice um what an inspiring episode this has been thank you so much for joining us joseph yeah my pleasure thanks for having me Absolutely. So again, to our listeners, I urge you to check out Joseph's sites. Um, youhaveacalling.com. That's Y-O-U-H-A-V-E-A-C-A-L-L-I-N-G.com. And his own personal website, joewilner.com, J-O-E-W-I-L-N-E-R.com. And I'll add these to the descriptions uh, so you can easily click the link and um, find out how you can start fulfilling your own dreams in your life. That wraps up today's show. Uh, Thank you all for joining and stay tuned for the next episode.